Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Here we are again, trying to broadcast the Shabda Brahma, the transcendental sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada's magnum opus, which he struggled alone in Delhi, doing all of the work himself, getting paper, writing, typing, uh, editing, um, getting printed, proofreading, proofreading it in, proofreading it again, finally getting it printed, getting a few volumes and then going out and distributing them himself until he had enough money to take more of the books and fi finally the second volume and then the third volume of the first canto before he came to America. Then he had something substantial and his all along his plan was to help the whole world become happy. We're sitting here doing this only by His mercy. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this <clears throat> Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandoditaditya Shri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. <clears throat> Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga madbhagya madanandanamostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutadayin atinit chotatakada hanamunchakadachin mam premnarit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. 
always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 20th chapter of the 4th canto of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Lord Vishnu has appeared in the sacrificial arena of Prithu Maharaj and he is pleased with uh, Prithu Maharaj and he is instructing him. Very interesting. The Supreme Personality got it himself preaching to an expansion or empowered incarnation Shaktivesh avatar speaking mainly about how we're not the body and how we need to be uh, equal in happiness and distress profound we're starting with text 17 The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, in this way Maharaj Prithu, the conqueror of the entire world, accepted the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead on his head. Purport One should accept the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by bowing down at the lotus feet of the Lord. This means that anything spoken by the Personality of Godhead should be taken as it is with great care and attention and with great respect. It is not our business to amend the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or make additions or alterations as it has become a, as it has become as it has become a custom for many so-called scholars and swamis <clears throat> who, com who comment on the words of Bhagavad Gita. Here, the practical example of how to accept the instruction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is shown by, by Prithu Maharaj. This is the way to receive knowledge through the parampara system. Text 18 As King Indra was standing by, he became ashamed of his own activities and fell down before King Prithu to touch his lotus feet. But Prithu Maharaj immediately embraced him in great ecstasy and gave up all envy against him for his having stolen the horse meant for the sacrifice. Purport There are many cases in which a person becomes an offender to the lotus feet of a Vaishnava and later becomes repentant. Here also we find that although the king of heaven, Indra, was so powerful that he accompanied Lord Vishnu, he felt himself a great offender for stealing Prithu Maharaja's horse that was meant for sacrifice. 
an offender, that the lotus feet of a Vaishnava is never excused by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are many instances illustrating this fact. Ambarish Maharaj was offended by Durvasa Muni, a great sage and mystic yogi. And Durvasa also had to fall down at the lotus feet of Ambarish Maharaj. Indra decided to fall down at the lotus feet of King Prithu. But the king was so magnanimous a Vaishnava that he did not want Maharaj Indra to fall down at his feet. Instead, King Prithu immediately picked him up and embraced him, and both of them forgot all the past incidents. Both King Indra and Maharaj Prithu were envious and angry with each other, but since both of them were Vaishnavas or servants of Lord Vishnu, it was their duty to adjust the cause of their envy. This is also a first-class example of cooperative behavior between Vaishnavas. In the present days, however, because people are not Vaishnavas, they fight perpetually among one another and are vanquished without finishing the mission of human life. There is a great need to propagate the Krishna consciousness movement in the world so that even though people sometimes become angry and malicious toward one another, because of their being Krishna conscious, such rivalry, competition and envy can be adjusted without difficulty. Text 19 King Prithu abundantly worshipped the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who was so merciful to him. While worshipping the lotus feet of the Lord, Prithu Maharaj gradually increased his ecstasy in devotional service. Mm. Purport When various ecstasies appear in the body of a devotee, it is to be understood that his devotional service has become perfect. There are many types of transcendental ecstasies in the forms of crying, laughing, perspiring, falling down, and crying like a madman. All these symptoms are sometimes visible on the body of a devotee. They are called ashta sattvika vikar, which means eight kinds of transcendental transformations. They are never to be imitated, but when a devotee actually becomes perfect, these symptoms are visible on his body. The Lord is Bhaktavatsala, which means that he is inclined toward his pure devotee, Bhakta. Therefore, the transcendental, ecstatic transaction between the Supreme Lord and his devotee is never like the activities of this material world. Text 20 The Lord was just about to leave, but because he was so greatly inclined toward the behavior of King Prithu, he did not depart. Seeing the behavior of Maharaj Prithu with his lotus eyes, he was detained because he is always the well-wisher of his devotees. 
purport. Here the words surit sitam are very significant. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always very inclined toward his devotee and is always thinking of the devotee's well-being. This is not partiality. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord is equal to everyone, samoham, sarvabhuteshu, but to one who particularly engages in his service, he is very much inclined. In another place, the Lord says that a devotee always exists in his heart and he, always exists, he also exists always in the heart of the devotee. The special inclination of the Supreme Personality of Godhead for his pure devotee is not unnatural, nor is it partiality. For example, sometimes a father has several children, but he has special affection for one child who is very much inclined toward him. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita 10.10. Tesham satatiyukdanam bhajatam prittipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite those who constantly engage in the devotional service of the Lord in love and affection are directly in contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, sitting as the Supersoul in everyone's heart. The Lord is not far away from the devotee. He is always in everyone's heart. But only the devotee can realize the Lord's presence, and thus he is directly connected and he takes instruction from the Lord at every moment. Therefore, there is no chance of a devotee's being in error, nor is there any partiality on the part of the Lord for his pure devotees. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 21 The original king, Maharaj Prithu, his eyes full of tears, and his voice faltering and choked up, could neither see the Lord very distinctly nor speak to address the Lord in any way. He simply embraced the Lord within his heart and remained standing in that way with folded hands. Purport Just as Krishna is addressed in the Brahma Sangita as Adi Purusha, the original personality. So King Prithu, being an empowered incarnation of the Lord, is referred to in this verse as Adi Raja, the original or ideal king. He was a great devotee and at the same time a great hero who conquered over all undesirable elements in his kingdom. He was so powerful that he was equal in fighting to Indra, the king of heaven. He gave protection to his citizens, keeping them engaged in pious activities and devotion to the Lord. He did not collect a single cent of taxes from the citizens without being able to give them protection from all calamities. The greatest calamity in life is to become godless and therefore sinful. In the state, if the state head or king allows the citizens to become sinful 
by indulging in illicit sex life, intoxication, meat-eating, and gambling, then the king is responsible and he has to suffer the resultant sequence of reactions for the sinful lives of the citizens because he levies taxes on them unnecessarily. These are the principles for a ruling power. And because Maharaj Prithu observed all the principles for, for a ruling chief, he is referred to here as Adi Raja. Even a responsible king like Maharaj Prithu can become a pure devotee of the first order. We can distinctly see from King Prithu's behavior how he became ecstatic both externally and internally in pure devotional service. Just today, we have seen in the newspapers of Bombay that the government is going to repeal its prohibition laws. Ever since Gandhi's non-cooperation movement, Bombay has been kept dry and has not allowed its citizens to drink. But unfortunately, the citizens are so clever that they have increased illicit distillation of liquor and although not being sold publicly in shops, liquor is being sold in public lavatories in similar abnormal places. <laughs> Unable to check such illicit smuggling, the government has decided to manufacture the liquor at cheaper prices so that people can have their supply of intoxication directly from the government instead of purchasing it in public lavatories. <laughs> the government failed to change the hearts of the citizens from indulging in sinful life, so instead of losing the taxes, they collect to inflate the treasury. They have decided to manufacture liquor to supply to the citizens who hanker after it. This kind of government cannot check the resultant actions of sinful life, namely war, pestilence, famine, earthquakes, and similar other disturbances. Nature's law is that as soon as there are discrepancies in regard to the law of God, which are described in Bhagavad Gita as dharmasya glani, or disobedience to the laws of nature or God, at once there will be heavy punishment in the form of sudden outbreaks of war. We have recently experienced a war between India and Pakistan. Within 14 days, there have been immense losses of men and money, and there have been disturbances to the entire world. These are the reactions of sinful life. The Krishna consciousness movement is meant to make people pure and perfect. If we become even partially pure, as described in the Bhagavatam, nastaprayeshu abhadreshu, by development of Krishna consciousness, then lust and greed, the material diseases of the citizens, will be reduced. This can be made possible simply by broadcasting the pure message of Srimad Bhagavatam, or Krishna consciousness. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Big commercial and industrial firms have contributed many thousands of rupees to a defense fund that burns the money in the form of gunpowder. 
But unfortunately, if they are asked to contribute liberally to advance the Krishna consciousness movement, they are reluctant. Under the circumstances, the world will periodically suffer from such upsurges and outbreaks of war, which are the consequences of not being Krishna conscious. Text 22 Eternal Truths The Supreme Personality of Godhead stood with his lotus feet almost touching the ground while he rested the foot, the front of his hand on the raised shoulder of Garuda, the enemy of the snakes. Maharaj Prithu, wiping the tears from his eyes, looked, uh, tried to look upon the Lord, but it appeared that the king was not fully satisfied by looking at him. Thus the king offered the following prayers. Purport. The significant point in this verse is that the Lord was standing above the ground, almost touching it. The residents of the upper planetary systems, beginning from Brahmaloka, the planet where Lord Brahma lives, down to Swargaloka, the heavenly planet of Indra, are so advanced in spiritual life that when they come to visit this or similar other lower planetary systems, they keep their weightlessness. This means that they can stand without touching the ground. Lord Vishnu is the supreme personality of Godhead, but because he lives in one of the planetary systems within the, this universe, he sometimes plays as if one of the demigods of the, this universe. When he first appeared before Prithu Maharaj, he was not touching the ground of this earth. But when he was fully satisfied with the behavior and character of Maharaj Prithu, he immediately acted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, from Vaikuntha. Out of affection for Prithu Maharaj, he touched the earth, but he rested the front of his hand on the raised shoulder of Garuda, his carrier, as if to prevent himself from falling down, since the Lord is not accustomed to stand on earthly ground. These are all symptoms of his great affection for Prithu Maharaj. Perceiving his fortunate position, Prithu Maharaj could not fully look upon the Lord due to ecstasy. But still, in a faltering voice, he began to offer prayers. Text 23 my dear Lord, you are the best of the demigods who can offer benedictions. Why therefore should any learned person ask you for benedictions meant for living entities bewildered by the modes of nature? Such benedictions are available automatically even in the lives of living entities suffering in hellish conditions. My dear Lord, you can certainly bestow merging into your existence, but I do not wish to have such a benediction. Purport There are different kinds of benedictions according to a person's demands. For karmis, 
The best benediction is promotion to the higher planetary systems, where the duration of life is very long and the standard of living and happiness is very high. There are others, namely jnanis and yogis, who want the benediction of merging into the existence of the Lord. This is called Kaivalya. The Lord is therefore addressed as Kaivalya Pati, the master or lord of the benediction known as Kaivalya. But devotees receive a different type of benediction from the Lord. Devotees are anxious neither for the heavenly planets nor for merging into the existence of the Lord. According to devotees, Kaivalya or merging into the existence of the Lord is considered as good as hell. The word Naraka means hell. Similarly, everyone who exists in this material world is called Naraka because this material existence itself is known as a hellish condition of life. Prithumaraj, however, expressed that he was interested neither in the benediction desired by the karmis nor that desired by the jnanis and yogis. Srila Prabhunananda Saraswati Prabhu, a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya, described that Kaivalya is no better than a hellish condition of life. And as for the delights of the heavenly planets, they are factually will-o'-the-wisps or phantasmagorias. They are not wanted by devotees. Devotees do not even care for the positions held by Lord Brahma or Lord Shiva, nor does a devotee desire to become equal with Lord Vishnu. As a pure devotee of the Lord, Prithu Maharaj made his position very clear. Text 24 My dear Lord, I therefore do not wish to have the benediction of merging into your existence, a benediction in which there is no existence of the nectarian beverage of your lotus feet. I want the benediction of at least one million years, for thus I may be able to hear about the glories of your lotus feet from the mouths of your pure devotees. Purport In the previous verse, Maharaj Prithu addressed the Lord as Kaivalya Pati, the master of the liberation of merging into his existence. This does not mean that he was anxious for Kaivalya liberation. That is made clear in this verse. My dear Lord, I do not want such a benediction. Maharaj Prithu wanted to have a million years to hear the glories of the lotus feet of the Lord. He specifically mentioned that the glories of the Lord should emanate from the mouths of pure devotees who speak from the cores of their hearts. It is stated in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam 113 Shuka Mukad Amrita Drava Samyutam The nectar of Srimad Bhagavatam became more relishable because it emanated from the mouth of Srila Shukadeva Goswami. One might, one might think 
that these glories of your Lord can be heard from anywhere, from the mouths of either devotees or non-devotees. But here it is specifically mentioned that the glories of your Lord must emanate from the mouths of pure devotees. Sri Sanatana Goswami has strictly prohibited hearing from the mouth of a non-devotee. There are many professional reciters of Srimad Bhagavatam who speak the narrations very ornamentally, but a pure devotee does not like to hear from them because such glorification of the Lord is simply a vibration of material sound. But when heard from the mouth of a pure devotee, glorification of the Lord is immediately effective. The words Satang Prasangan Mamavirya Sambhidaha Bhagavatam 3.25.25 mean that glorification of the Lord is potent when uttered from the mouth of a pure devotee. The Lord has innumerable devotees all over the universe and they have been glorifying the Lord since time immemorial and for an unlimited time. But still, they cannot completely finish enumerating the glories of the Lord. Prithu Maharaj therefore wanted innumerable ears, as Rupa Goswami also desired to have millions of ears and millions of tongues to chant and hear the glorification of the Lord. In other words, if our ears are always engaged in hearing the glorification of the Lord, there will be no scope for hearing the Mayavad philosophy, which is doomed to spiritual progress. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that if anyone hears from a Mayavadi philosopher preaching about the activities of the Lord, even if it is a description from the Vedic literature, he is ultimately doomed. By hearing such Mayavad philosophy, one cannot come to the destination of spiritual perfection of life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 25. <clears throat> My dear Lord, you are glorified by the selected verses uttered by great personalities. Such glorification of your lotus feet is just like saffron particles. When the transcendental vibration from the mouths of great devotees carries the aroma of the saffron dust of your lotus feet, the forgetful living entity gradually remembers his eternal relationship with you. Devotees thus gradually come to the right conclusion about the value of life. My dear Lord, I therefore do not need any other benediction but the opportunity to hear from the mouth of your pure devotee. Purport It is explained in the previous verse that one has to hear glorification of the Lord from the mouth of a pure devotee. This is further explained here. The transcendental vibration from the mouth of a pure devotee is so powerful that it can revive the living entity's memory of his eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
In our material existence, under the influence of illusory maya, we have almost forgotten our eternal relationship with the Lord. Exactly like a man sleeping very deeply who forgets his duties. In the Vedas it is said that every one of us is sleeping under the influence of maya. We must get up from this slumber and engage in the right service for thus we can properly utilize the facility of this human form of life. As expressed in a song by Thakur Bhakti Vinod, Lord Chaitanya says, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jaga. The Lord asks every sleeping living entity to get up and engage in devotional service so that his mission in this human form so that so that his mission in this human form of life may be fulfilled. This awakening voice comes through the mouth of a pure devotee. <clears throat> a pure devotee always engages in the service of the Lord, taking shelter of his lotus feet, and therefore he has a direct connection with the saffron mercy particles that are strewn over the lotus feet of the Lord. Although when a pure devotee speaks, the articulation of his voice may resemble the sound of this material sky, the voice is spiritually very powerful because it touches the particles of saffron dust on the lotus feet of the Lord. As soon as a sleeping living entity hears the powerful voice emanating from the mouth of a pure devotee, he immediately remembers his eternal relationship with the Lord, although up till, until that moment he had forgotten everything. Krishna For a conditioned soul, therefore, it is very important to hear from the mouth of a pure devotee who is fully surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord, For a conditioned soul, therefore, it is very important to hear from the mouth of a pure devotee who was fully surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord without any material desire, speculative knowledge, or contamination of the modes of material nature. Every one of us is a ku-yogi because we have engaged in the service of this material world, forgetting our eternal relationship with the Lord as his eternal loving servants. It is our duty to rise from the Kuyoga platform to become Suyogis, perfect mystics. The process of hearing from a pure devotee is recommended in all Vedic scriptures, especially by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One may stay in his position of life, it doesn't matter what he is, what it is. But if one hears from the mouth of a pure devotee, he gradually comes to the understanding of his relationship with the Lord and thus engages in his loving service and his life becomes completely perfect. Therefore, this process of hearing from the mouth of a pure devotee is very important for making progress in the line of spiritual understanding. Hmm. 
Next purport is a long purport. This purport is a long purport. My dear, highly glorified Lord, if one in the association of pure devotees hears even once the glories of your activities, he does not, unless he is nothing but an animal, give up the association of devotees. For no intelligent person would be so careless as to leave their association. The perfection of chanting and hearing about your glories was accepted even by the goddess of fortune, who desired to hear of your unlimited activities and transcendental glories. Purport The association of devotees, Arya Sangama, is the most important factor in this world. The word Arya refers to those who are advancing spiritually. In the history of the human race, the Aryan family is considered to be the most elevated community in the world because it adopts the Vedic civilization. The Aryan family is distributed all over the world and is known as Indo-Aryan. In prehistoric days, all of the members of the Aryan family followed the Vedic principles and therefore they became spiritually advanced. The kings, known as Rajarshis, were so perfectly educated as Chatriyas or protectors of the citizens and so greatly advanced in spiritual life that there was not a bit of trouble for the citizens. The glorification of the Supreme Lord can be very much appreciated by the Aryan family. Although there is no bar for others, the members of the Aryan family very quickly catch the essence of spiritual life. How is it that we are finding it very easy to spread Christian consciousness among the Europeans and Americans? History reports that the Americans and Europeans proved their capability when they were anxious to expand colonization. But at the present time, being contaminated by the advancement of material science, their sons and grandsons have turned, are turning into reprobates. This is due to their having lost their original spiritual culture, which is Vedic civilization. Presently, these descendants of the Aryan family are taking this Christian consciousness movement very seriously. Others who are associating with them and hearing the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra from the lips of pure devotees are also becoming captivated by the transcendental vibration. Transcendental vibrations are very much effective when chanted among Aryans. But even though one does not belong to the Aryan family, he will become a Vaishnava simply by hearing the mantra because the vibration has great influence over everyone. Maharaj Prithu points out that even the goddess of fortune who was the constant companion of Lord Narayana, specifically wanted to hear about the Lord's glories. And for the association of the gopis, who are pure devotees, the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, 
underwent severe austerities. The impersonalist may ask why one should bother chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra continually for so many years instead of stopping and trying for Kaivalya, liberation, or merging into the existence of the Lord. In answer, Maharaj Prithu maintains that the attraction of this chanting is so great that one cannot give up the process unless he is an animal. This is the case even if one comes in contact with this transcendental vibration by chance. Prithu Maharaj is very emphatic in this connection. Only an animal can give up the practice of chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> Those who are not animals but actually intelligent, advanced, human, civilized men cannot give up this practice of continually chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Srila Prabhupada's Transcendental Bhaktivedanta purports Ki Jai. Okay, we'll stop here. It's almost 7.43. It is 7.43. And we'll begin tomorrow with text 27. And in the meantime, we'll wait patiently for the reflections of the devotees on what we just heard. And it was wonderful. The prayers of Maharaj Prithu to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Incredibly wonderful. Hare Krishna. Okay, first is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. And from Rati Mandrai. Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Sailing once again into our transcendental haven. Hare Krishna. And she also comments, Here Srila Prabhupada emphasizes us that the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead must be heard from pure devotees. We are safe and blessed to have you here in the midst of such diversity, distress and disturbance to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from you. Hare Krishna. Well, I'm just reading what Prabhupada wrote, so I'll take that much credit that I like to hear directly from Srila Prabhupada a lot. And I like to share it with others a lot. That much credit I'll take. Hare Krishna. But it is Prabhupada's credit, his glory, because he is the pure devotee. And his words are very powerful. But we share in that power when we just agree to accept it. And as we heard in the, one of the purports, without changing it or altering it, Now there's so much controversy about 
the editing of Prabhupada's books when in fact Srila Prabhupada wanted his books to be edited. When he first came, he knew that his English, not being his first language, was not adequate to publish uh, polished uh, literature that he wanted uh, to go out and, and attract educated Westerners. And therefore he asked his editors to edit with phrasing for force and clarity, which they did very nicely. Uh, Hare Krishna. I didn't mention this. The reflection was from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Oh, the reflection was Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. And she says, thank you, dear Maharaj. Hare Krishna. And from Sarvagya. Yes, Sarvagya. Just before coming to this class, I was watching Prabhupada morning walk video. It was so beautiful. He said, Ajara Vritti. It means a snake. The rat digs the earth to stay comfortably. Um, when the when the snake called Ajaraviti sees that, the, the snake steals the rat's hole. Say that again. The snake will steal the rat's hole. Oh, yes. Yes. Similarly, the modern people take and create many things you know, things we just take advantage of them like Ajaravriti all the ways to Sri exactly, I remember that morning walk very nice, thank you and from Bhaktin Maxine yes, Bhaktin Maxine Hare Krishna dearest Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances thank you for tonight's reading I had a realization, another reminder that life is nothing without Krishna. I couldn't even imagine life without any knowledge of God. All blessings to Srila Prabhupada for his mission to the West. Goranga. Hare Krishna. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Yes, again, it's uh, so wonderful how Pritu Maharaj, who is a Shaktivesh avatar of Vishnu, a jiva soul empowered by Vishnu or Krishna, to do something that only Krishna could do or Vishnu could do, is praying to the Lord and so eagerly wanting to hear his glories. This eagerness to hear the glories of the Lord is the medium or the method most recommended by all our previous charges, particularly Srila Prabhupada, to be able to become satisfied in this life and uh, eligible to go back to the spiritual world in the next. Only we can get the mercy of the Lord by this eagerness to hear. So may this humble effort, this tiny effort, 
that we are doing every night to read a few pages of the Srimad Bhagavatam filled with Srila Prabhupada's potency and the potency of the incarnations of the Lord and the pure devotees of, of, of the Lord. May it be successful. Hare Krishna. May it reach as many people as possible and turn their hearts from trying to enjoy this material world to try to satisfy to, to, to try to satisfy the senses of the Lord to whom the, the, the world belongs. Hare Krishna. Protein vaccine says Jai Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. From Rati Mantrari? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. It's felt that Srila Prabhupada was blazing tonight. He commented with great force on a wide variety of topics, criticizing the Indian government for succumbing to the demands of the people for alcohol because they want to make money. Yeah, exactly. As I mentioned before, Abai and I have read the whole lifetime in preparation together out loud recently and we were overwhelmed both of us by Srila Prabhupada's stark determination to tell the truth and how much he how many obstacles were put in, in front of him by the so-called government leaders he once made a joke he said this is modern government they get paid a very high salary they get a very cushy office and they sit there, sit there and when anybody comes for anything they say no. That's their occupation. <laughs> but Prabhupada cut through it all and by a stark determination and eagerness to satisfy his Guru Maharaj, to fulfill the mission of his Guru Maharaj, he gave his life, literally for us he wanted everyone to be happy that was his goal in life imagine to have a goal in life to make everyone in the world happy how exalted is that Hare Krishna all glories to Srila Prabhupada one more thing from Rati Manjari yes Rati and a few purports away, he glorifies the pure spiritual sound coming from the mouths of the pure devotees. Yes. There's another place where it's described that because the Lord is sitting in the heart of the devotee, that when the vibration, you know, if you put your hand on your heart and vibrate, you can feel the vibration coming from here. It doesn't come from here. It comes from here when you speak, the sound vocal cords make this area here uh, vibrate. And that vibration of a pure devotee, it's so pleasing to the Lord that it dislodges the particles of saffron dust that are there sprinkled on the lotus feet of the Lord. And it, it mixes, the sound of his voice mixes with, that, with those saffron dust particles 
and becomes empowered to change the hearts of others. This is real mystic power, not being able to, you know, fly through the air or walk through walls or whatever, control other people's minds or whatever, but the ability to change the hearts of others by the quality of our sound. Hare Krishna. And one more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. And just to mention one out of many more gems, in the final purport he ecstatically emphasizes the power of the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. Yes. And it ends with the Hare Krishna mantra. Begins and ends with the Hare Krishna mantra. Knowledge begins with humility and knowledge ends with utter humility. Hare Krishna. He says, I found that last part a particularly powerful plea for all of us to to just get chanting. Yes. And then what did he say? Anyone who starts to chant cannot stop chanting unless he's an animal. <laughs> Prabhupada is so graphic and so powerful. So strong preacher. All right, thank you very much. Beautiful reading tonight. Prayers of Prita Maharaj to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakti Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the nectar of Prita Maharaj's activities continue to flow into our ears awaken the love of Krishna in our hearts. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.